For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. You are listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at AngieAustinRadio.com. Now, here's Angie Austin with The Good News. We changed the music because Steve <laughs> Mudflat McGrew is here, and you're still not happy with the music. Oh, this is much better than the other one. Oh, I'd oh, say this, this one's more PBS-y than I think the other one. Uh, is it really? But, yeah. Oh. It reminds me of PBS, yeah. Wait, is that my persona, like boring mother, soccer mom, yeah, here's the good news with here's the good really news. sedate music? You know, on Daybreak USA, my other show, we, you know, really kick it up a notch. Yeah, but th- this one I feel like you were going to go, and if you'd like to make a pledge... <laughs> oh, don't we have? Well, what, that, what about that dance music? Well, maybe I should use that as my open music. We talked about maybe using that. Mud Flap's going to be here all week long, so maybe later in the week we can play with just different okay. music all okay. week long. Yeah. I want to have you do an open for me for Daybreak USA, and it's going to be like, um, well, you know, just, we're going to do that. Like okay? a wrestling thing? Yeah. Like a. Oh, my gosh. Not let's You're see. listening to Angie Austin. Oh, yeah. yeah. This is my jam. Good morning, world! It's time for some good news! Here to share that with you, the good news expert, Angie Austin! Well, it might be a little bit too much, but yeah, I like it. I, yeah, I like where you're going. Yeah, all right, yeah. you're here all week, so we can test out some other yeah, options. Yeah. 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 So people right now just went. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, this isn't no. the, we're the Angie we're used to. Yeah. 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 Well, I'm here. I got my smile on. Yeah. I'm, that, I'm like a ray of sunshine. That opening just shook somebody's little transistor radio. Yeah, you saying right, right, yeah, right off yeah. my mother's. My poor mother right now, because that's how she listens. And that the little silver thing pops up. She has an old antenna. style. Yeah. Yeah, it pops up. Yeah, and so does my um, cleaning lady slash nanny, Charlene. She's probably listening right now uh-huh. on her transistor. It's got a little handle on the top, and it's small. She brings it to each of her jobs. And ah. she yeah, pr- props up next to her, and she moves it room to room with her. Yeah, and she probably thought first split second that was the wrong show. <laughs> so, is this yes. the right station? Just turning the get little canceled knob on the happen? side. <laughs> right, she probably did. Angie get canceled. She's moving the little knob. No. Wait for the texts to come in. Love <laughs> your show. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, Steve Mudflat McGrew is here. He'll be here all week. We, we grab him when he's in town because he's been in Hong Kong and he travels all over the world on cruise ships. And also producer Moose, he loves to do good news with us when um, Steve's here. I've got a good news local story that I saved for you. Um, and a lot of people here in Colorado have probably already heard it, um, but I want to share it with my other affiliates as well because I think this is such a touching story. And Moose, you sent it to me originally, and there was an officer that was killed five years ago in the line of duty, Sam Brownlee, out on the Eastern Plains, a little east of Denver. Mm-hmm. And uh, his son wanted to get his car. His son and his brother wanted to save up money because they heard it was going to auction. And his they, dad's actual patrol car was going to uh, go to auction. Uh-huh. But one of those Dodge, you know, like fast Charger, ones. Right, yeah. nice car. And so they saved up money and they're like, okay, we're going to go to the 
the impound where they have all these cars and put it up for auction and try to buy dad's car. And uh, there was a couple of crews went with them just to, you know, be able to film the boy trying to get his dad's car. And the story unfolded, and it might not be what you expect. Yeah, and by the way, the value of this Dodge Charger is 12500 but because it was an officer who died in the line of duty in a shootout, you know, people w wanted the car more. And uh, so take a listen to part one. So this is your dad holding you when you were first born. Tanner Brownlee has memories of his dad all over his house. And this flag was flown over the White House. His dad, Sam, was a Weld County Sheriff's deputy killed in the line of duty after a police chase in 2010. This means so much to me, um, just because he used to motorcycle all the time. He was given his dad's motorcycle jacket the day he died. Just everything I can get means a lot to me. The jacket doesn't fit. And Tanner wants something of his dad's that does. It mean a lot to me and my brother. We, we've been through a lot. 5,000, now 7,500. 5, now 75, who do we 5, 5, 5, 75? 7,500, now 10,000. The Weld County Sheriff's Office is auctioning his dad's retired squad car. I think I'm just going to look around, see what everyone else is doing, try to copy them. So just up them by one. The Dodge Charger with 147,000 miles is valued at 12,500. 12 and a half, now 15, now 17 and a half. But for Tanner, it's worth so much more. And he, by the way, his dad babied this car. It meant a lot to his dad. He took such good care of it. He loved this patrol car. And it's white and nice and shiny and looks like a great automobile. And Tanner was just 15 when his dad passed away, when he was killed in line of duty. Mm -hmm. And again, if you're here in Colorado, you probably know about Sam Brownlee and the story from five years ago when he was killed in a shootout. And so, again, the boy's trying to get this in the auction. And let's just say that it, it passed what they, I mean, it got up into the $60,000 really? range. Really? Yeah. Way much more than yes. he had? Yes, oh. yes. But, you know, this is the good news. So I'm not going to tell you how somebody grabbed the car out from under him. You know, there's a happy ending to the story. Take a listen. 45, now 50, who to be 50? Thank you very much. More than he could afford at the auction. Tanner's limit had come and gone. 60, now 62 and a half. Y'all done? Sold it your way, Mr. Steve Wells. Thank you very much. $60,000. And so had his dad's car. Or so he thought. Tanner, here's your card. A stranger just. Thanks, so you had no idea that that guy in the back was bidding and then going to hand you the key. Nope, I shook his hand and I didn't know. But this is kind of the end of Sam's legacy here. Uh, it's the last tank was connected to. And, and now Deputy Sam Brownlee's car is back where it belongs, home. No donuts. Uh, I know I won't, I promise you. <laughs> Isn't that so sweet? This rancher, he's wearing like a work shirt and faded out, you know, uh, jeans and a work cap. Mm -hmm. Six, 60 grand and he gives it to the boys. Wow. Just just, a, just out of the, like, did he plan on doing it? Or is this I'm one of those, you know, I want did. it. And... Or like saying, you know, probably hearing through the grapevines, the small community yeah. of these boys trying to buy their dad's car. And he probably set out saying, if they don't get it, I'm going to get I'm it to give it to them. Yeah. And the money, by the way, goes to a good cause, fallen officers, families, et cetera. So this is a fund that this money goes to that, you know, helps, you know, families just like Tanner's. That's Ooh. some good news right there. Isn't that? That, that is good is news. Got a little good news. goosebums during that. Sorry, yeah. that's a, that's a yeah. good story. Well, how was my open again? Good news with Angie Austin. Wasn't that good news? That was good news. Yeah. Even in that voice, it's good news. <laughs> wow. That's saying something. <laughs> Can that you narrate beautiful? my life like that? Yeah. Moose is brushing his teeth. Teeth. Right. <laughs> Right now. <laughs>
I'm gonna I'm gonna get you to do something for me. I gotta figure out what kind of open I'm gonna have you do. Okay, um, I have another story. Uh, this is uh, a veteran story that I think is so sweet. And by the way, tomorrow we're gonna have a story about some veterans helping out other vets. It's called Purple Heart Homes, and it is a beautiful story. There's a local Colorado chapter, and they've got a big skeet shooting. Pardon me, trap shooting event coming up to raise money. And what they do is when uh, a vet is disabled, they need to fix their home up, and sometimes they don't have the money to get their wheelchair into the you know into the shower etc so they help with that love it this is a story about um dogs who are helping um vets with ptsd have you heard about these service dogs and how they're helping Mm -mm. oh my goodness so they'll rescue the dog and then the rescued dog becomes the rescuer because the suicide rate with these guys with ptsd and traumatic brain injuries and amputations guys and gals it's high you know uh, the much higher than the general population. They even say that we're losing more vets to suicide than we lose in, uh, in, in combat. The combat. Yep. Wow. Which is just heart-wrenching to me. So they come back, and some of them are drinking, taking drugs to try to get through that PTSD. But these dogs, apparently, they do this kind of blocking where they stand in front of the vet and they kind of make them feel safe. And also, they, um, uh, if they're having night terrors, the dog actually gets on top of them and, and calms them. And so then they wake up from their nightmare with this dog calming them. It's a beautiful thing. Are the dogs trained to do yes, that? Yes, they're trained oh, to do that, wow. yeah. And so take a listen to this uh, a part one of this story about these dogs helping out the vets. Oh, great. Oh, boy. This is how Captain Jason Haig's day starts now with his best friend, Axel. Oh, boy. He's a Marine who served three tours of duty in Iraq and Afghanistan. He was awarded the Purple Heart. I was wounded in 2003. Um, in 2008 in Fallujah, I was you know, near a couple of IEDs, suffered a traumatic brain injury as well. But his toughest battle was yet to come. I came home from then and basically just shut myself off. Jason was diagnosed with PTSD. He had flashbacks and blackouts. He was living in his basement, abusing prescription drugs, 32 pills a day. Jason's wife and their three children reached a breaking point. She's like, you got to find something to get over this. So he's a dad and a husband, and basically she's like, we can't live like this anymore. He's not going to his kids' games. He's not going to the store. He's holding up at home, and just the depression and everything is so overwhelming. Continued self-destruction. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's not functioning. You will not believe when he gets this dog, when he got Axel, how quickly his life changed. And I know it sounds like surprising, but I feel like they think they have a buddy or a protector or just something. The way the dog reacts and is with them, mm-hmm. it's just a beautiful thing that gives them a sense of peace. Like the like the the it's their real companion. Like, yeah. Yes. Their combat buddy now combat that helps them yeah, get through. Yeah. That helps them get through life. Here's part two. He found that something on a trip to the mailbox. He ran into his neighbor, who also suffers from PTSD, and his service dog. I said like three words to him, and to him, I was like, "Does this work?" And he said, "Yes." Jason called Canines for Warriors, and a few months later, that's when I met Axel, who has now heard his name and decided to get up. <laughs> Jason got Axel on a Sunday. The next day, he was running errands. A week later, he went to his son's baseball game, something he had not done in nearly two years, all thanks to his companion. He was always there. You know, I could yell and scream at him, and then two minutes later, he's happy as a clam wagging his tail. But it wasn't just Jason who needed saving. Axel was one week away from being put down. Canines for Warriors uses rescue dogs to rescue people, and it works. Good boy. He can wake me up from nightmares. He takes me out of flashbacks. 
Now it's Jason's turn to show his appreciation. Axel is up for the American Humane's Hero Dog of the Year Award. The award would mean a big donation to Canines for Warriors, which would mean more trained dogs to help more veterans. I mean, he's my hero. Isn't that amazing? Aww. One saving the other. That's great. The rescued becomes the rescuer. Uh-huh. How cool is that? That's good news. That is good. <laughs> that is good news. News. Yeah, you know, it's just weird how people think of dogs just being dogs, but there's something they are little angels in dog fur. Yeah. You know? And they're so lovable. Yeah. Angels in dog fur. That's beautiful, mud flap. That's beautiful. Well, there's a, a video Aww. that I saw last week on Facebook. It doesn't translate well to radio, but you see this pregnant woman and she has two large dogs, like labs or golden retrievers or something. And the husband tries to reach over and touch the pregnant belly, but the dog jumps up and tries to nip the fingers and it's a little game, but the dog is protecting this unborn child. Oh my goodness. And the, and the, the mom has to tell the dogs to sit so she can hug her husband. Because oh, the dogs are goodness. so protective. And I've seen my dog, Woodrow, he's like 30 pounds soaking wet. But uh, he'll protect my kids no matter what. If there's oh. a squirrel in the yard, he sees it as a threat. It's like, oh, the kids are outside. There's something else in the yard. I don't know what it is. But, like, they are protectors and they're lovers and just uh, great companions. Well, and you've got, uh, Steve, a Mudflat McGrew. You have a teacup poodle. Yeah. And uh, bug named Butterfly that you named yourself Butterfly, it's, it's which I protector. thought your girlfriend you named. Protect but, you from. Uh, yes. It, intruders. It gets under their feet and it trips them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, for- it's not feared. It's just you're, you're scared you might trip over it. <laughs> well, Axel, you can't see Axel, by the way, the PTSD service dog. But Axel is the most beautiful German Shepherd. And the fact that that dog was going to be euthanized just blows my mind. That, you know, dogs, beautiful, capable, wonderful dogs uh, are being euthanized. So anyway, Axel gets taken in by Canines for Warriors, becomes, uh, you know, a, a, a savior for this, you know, man helping him. Um, and I have to say that... Um, uh, there was another organization here in Colorado, locally, that does the same thing. And there was an example of a, apparently a vet that had, remember this, Jorge? He'd put a gun to his head, and the service dog put his paw on his arm and pushed down, realizing that this was not good. What he was, the service dog knew something bad was going to happen. Pushed his hand down, and the guy said it was a life changing moment for him that he had this companion that cared so much that he would interfere with his, you know, mm-hmm. committing suicide. Angel and a dog fur. Angel and Dog mm. fur, they are. They're angel and dog. But isn't it weird how they angels. can sense? Like yes. you think of them as just being these dumb little hoo hoo hoo. There's a stick, you know. But, <laughs> Squirrel. Yeah. yeah. But they really have. There's something goes on inside of their little head much more than we're aware of. It's beautiful. Yeah. I just am so struck by uh, the beautiful relationship with the, uh, you know, vets and these these service dogs. If I was rich, I would just have a farm with just stray dogs. Wouldn't you? I mean, just like you would be you, the old crazy cat lady. You'd be the old but crazy, dog, crazy man. dog. I would just throw dog food out on the dirt. Yeah, just oh, Mike, I have a thousand dogs. You know. Well, we've also done on the training of these dogs. Uh, the local organization we've had on, and several others. Not only do they rescue the dogs, but then they take them to prisons and let the um, inmates train them. And that has been life changing for the prisoners because that relationship and bond that they um, end up developing with a pet, their recidivism rate goes down when they work in that dog program they're more likely to succeed outside how does that work again angels, angels in, in fur. fur in dog fur, dog fur. <laughs> there, there's a train song right there i think <laughs> angels in dog fur angels or blue jeans fur. whatever yes. oh my gosh that's hilarious all right, did you like that? Was that good I news? I loved that one. That's okay. a good one. Yeah, Anything with dogs it? is always good. Yeah. Oh. Isn't it? Yeah, I save, I, I save up a lot of a dog stories for you to, you, to you you get back to town. You don't ever hear about service cats. 
<laughs> no, I wonder why not. You know, that's what I'm saying. Why not? Uh, you never hear about a cat. They don't a like A cat would go get the much. gun for you. <gasps> that's... No, he wouldn't. That's, that's no. the difference between. No, that's not true. Well, since we are a Christian show, I, ha- I have a Jesus story for you. I love these stories. Okay, we know. Uh, all right, so this young man is an athlete. He's a teenager. He's 17 years old. Uh, he's doing his sports at high school, and and he basically he dies. His heart stops for 20 minutes. 20 minutes. They actually were going to call it. They were going to set the death time, and his heart started again. But listen to his story of what he saw. So here, let's go through what happened okay. first. Zach Clements is a strong teenager. He's a high school football player at Victory Life Academy in Brownwood, Texas, and obviously he's got a sense of humor. By all measures, he's a healthy young man, which is why it's still a shock. I was running and I had collapsed. That he dropped to the ground during PE class last week. Not sure why. It was a sudden cardiac arrest, according to his doctors. His mother was immediately called and even beat the ambulance to the emergency room. When they opened the ambulance door, he was blue, and they were on top of him doing chest compressions. Technically and medically, he was dead. And they said that I was, I was without a heartbeat for 20 minutes. And just as hospital staff were ready to make it official, they got a pulse. He was airlifted to Cook Children's Hospital in Fort Worth and woke up days later. His recovery has been incredible, but even more mind-blowing is the story he tells of what he saw during the time many believed he had died. You could hear the angel music there. I heard it you? there for yeah. a second. Yeah, yeah, did you? Okay, well, that's going to be in part two. You'll hear the okay. angel music. Okay, first of all, I'm just thinking of the mom seeing that the son is blue and they're on top of him doing chest compressions. And then the fact that they were calling his death time for his death certificate when his heart started again. Oh, that's crazy. And then listen to his story, because I've heard a lot of stories that we have about people having experiences after they've died, and there's that sense of peace that people talk about. Right. Uh, and he ha- says that he had an experience that gave him a sense of peace, and he saw someone. Take a listen. I saw a man that had longish kind of ruffled hair with a kind of thick beard, and it didn't take me long to realize that that was Jesus. He's describing what his family is convinced was a near-death miracle. I went up to him and he put his hand on my shoulder and told me that everything would be all right and not to worry. I was just calm and just at peace. The cynics out there will say, see too many movies. And for him to wake up and tell us something that he experienced like that, it's just, I mean, you can't explain it. It's not humanly possible to explain it. Billy Clements is the teen's father. He says accepting his son's experience as a miracle is the only thing that makes sense. And that's what we're standing on. That was a rain word from God that we got. And we're going to hold on to that. Do you think this is something that might strengthen your faith? It is. I heard angels singing in the background. It may be a medical mystery for the doctors, but for this family, there's no question it was divine intervention. I'm just glad he decided to let me have my baby back. I have to say, though, as a Christian, like, I don't know, it makes me feel good, like that peace that they're talking about, you know? Mm-hmm. Doesn't it? Yeah. I, the last line that the mom said, I'm just glad he decided to give me my baby back. Yeah. That's heartbreaking, man. I, I, I didn't know you could be out for that long. Well, they're still giving him oxygen, you know, as they're working on him. So he's still getting oxygen. But if they weren't working on him, you're right, he would have died. Yeah. But I thought it's one of those things, like, you can't be out more than this much time before 
Miracles of modern science. Miracle. That's what I'm saying. That's why this is a miracle to me. This, it this, is a miracle. It's a, longer, it's a longer time period than I've even heard of. Mm-hmm. So that's, to me, a bigger miracle. I, this common theme, though, that sense of peace that people feel, you know, and obviously he says, I mean, here's a teenager, 17 years old, saying, well, this strengthens my faith, that he, he, faith, and that he also heard angels. I just think it's beautiful that, you know, he wasn't scared. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. I just, that whole, the whole thing about going out and coming back is amazing to me. Yeah. You know, that you hear these stories, and then there's the naysayers that want to just shoot it down, like it's not possible. They were just hearing the doctors around them. You know, that's mm-hmm. the stories you hear. We talked to a guy in Boulder who died. His heart had stopped, and uh, he said that he just, and he also had an experience like that, that it's changed the whole course of his life, and he truly believes that God's given him a chance. That he has a purpose, and I'll bet it changes this kid's life does too. as well. Hey, coming up, but we've got Carrie Conley and friends. Carrie helps people achieve their dreams. You have dreams, don't you, Mudflap McGrew? Yes, uh, you can Google me and find me, Steve McGrew, on the Angie Austin Show. We'll be right back with the good news. He's here all week, people. He's here all week. <laughs> Music of inspirations, encouragement, and meditation is found here on 810 KLVZ. Do you need money for your school or maybe you need money for your organization? I have a great idea for you. It's called Buck a Bag. So you get all the parents, let's say, at your school to bring in clothing and shoes. And for every medium-sized bag, your school or organization gets a dollar. thousand bags of clothing and shoes, you get a $1,000. And then all of those bags of goods go to ARC, and all of that money will then in turn help the disabled community. I have Miranda from ARC here. Uh, tell us a little more, Miranda. Yes, it's a wonderful fundraiser. It's very popular among schools, sports organizations churches. It's a great way to earn money for your nonprofit organization. So Excellent. collect bags and boxes of donations. Give us a call. We'll come pick them up, count them, and then pay you accordingly, a dollar per bag or per box. It's a great way to raise money for your school or not-for-profit organization. Tell us how we do it. Give us your website and instructions, Miranda. You can find our contact information on arcthrift.org. Click on Mission, and then click on Raise Money for Your Cause, and you'll find my contact information there. Excellent. A buck a bag. Do you ever feel like you're just searching for a church and you just can't find the right one? Well, I must have looked for about 10 years. I have to tell you, I've never been so excited to go to church. I feel that Pastor John Moreland, my pastor, that's you, John, um, has a real gift for teaching. And there's so much love in that church. And I've never felt more welcome. And I have to tell you, Pastor Moreland, I just... I, I love going to church now. I learn something every week, and, I, and I, I just feel so blessed by you. It makes me cry. Well, I'm humbled to hear you say that. Denver Christian Bible Church is about two things. One, we want to make genuine connections with people, and two, we want to genuinely connect those people to Jesus. Thursday night, we connect. You can go to dinner. You get to know people. And then on Sundays, I just feel like it's a time of getting together and learning, and I feel I'm always hugged. I've never been hugged so many times in my life by people who are really happy to see me there. And so I feel like I'm growing, but I also feel like I have a support system at Denver Christian Bible Church. So if people would like to come, how do they reach you, Pastor Moreland? Please go to our website. You can download our sermons for free and find out where we are, denverbible.org. You heard it in church. Now you have it here on 810 KLVZ. And yes, it's all right to sing along. Welcome back to the good news. Well, you know, you've got dreams. I know you do. 
come on, admit it. You've got dreams and goals and desires, things that you want to do. And a lot of us get stuck in a rut, kind of in that ditch. And we see everybody on the highway going by and we're trying to crawl out of the ditch and we can't get out of there. And we're like, how come everybody else reaches their dreams, but not me? <laughs> Carrie Conley's here to help us. Hi, Hi Carrie How are you doing? I'm doing well on you. Your face in a while. This is nice. I know. It's nice to do face-to-face interviews and not over the uh, phone every time. So Carrie uh, is with Infinite Nation, and she helps us reach our dreams and goals. And she brought some um, uh, people with us, some other uh, entrepreneurs joining us today. And we're going to talk about some of the things that they've overcome in order to reach their goals in their small businesses. Because everybody wants to be the boss. Everybody wants to set their hours. I hear all the time, like, oh, well, I wish I could be have his job or I wish I could be them but they don't know there's a lot that comes with it with my husband being um, uh, in a startup now for two years I mean we even forgot about insurance I mean we we remember we thought of everything saving and everything else and I'm like wait a second that we're going to lose your insurance. And it ended up for some months being $1,900 a month for our yeah. family. And now down to eleven or 1200 But boy, that sure was a slap in the face in terms of you know having um, an additional uh, uh, loss in terms of right. his income and that. Okay, I want to start with some good news. And then we're going to have your uh, people join us. And we'll talk about you know some of the questions that you may have as you're listening about becoming an entrepreneur and how to overcome some of those hurdles. But Carrie, I met someone at one of your events, and she one of the things she said stuck with me, and I told her, you are wrong. She said, I'm too old maybe to go mm-hmm. after my goals now. Do you remember that? Uh, well, t- people tell me all that time, uh, you know, I'm too old, I don't have the right schooling, I don't know how, I don't have the support. So I- I'm not surprised that you heard that because we had a wide variety of ages in the room. So, And I, I think um, I'm so inspired because I cover so many stories. Recently, there was um, a woman who had uh, broken a world record in swimming, and, the, and she was in her 80s. And the son said, wow, she just gets in the pool, and she keeps trying new things with her stroke, and she never gives up. And then there was a guy in his 90s who'd uh, broken a sprinting record. Now, granted, there aren't a lot of sprinters in their 90s, but I was kind of blown away at how good he was because I thought, oh, yeah, let's see this sprint. And then he actually did sprint. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this woman really touches my heart. She's 80 years old. When she started college, she could barely speak English. She's graduating with a couple of her grandkids, um, and she has taken five buses um, a day to her job and school in order to reach school and her job on many days. Five buses? Are you kidding me? Yes. Yes. So take a listen to her story, because I think perseverance is what comes out of this, and this is what you teach a lot of your entrepreneurs. It's a sea of caps and gowns, smiles, handshakes, and congratulations. The moment these Miami-Dade college students have all been waiting for. One quite a bit longer than the others. Rosa Salgado with highest honors. At 80 years old, Rosa Salgado received her diploma. I am very proud. I'm very happy. She came to Miami 20 years ago from Colombia and soon after arriving began taking classes at Miami-Dade. When she came into my classroom, her English was very limited, and she struggled uh, to learn the language, but she persevered. She came to class every day, did her assignments. She's just an inspiration to all. While attending classes, she worked at Miami-Dade's child care center to help support her family, taking five different buses to school and work every day. Then in 2005, Rosa's daughter was in an accident that left her in a coma. Rosa could only attend class part-time while she cared for her daughter, but she didn't let it deter her from completing her studies. I've heard this story a few times, and every time it makes me tear up. Did you hear what they said at the beginning? It's the first time I caught it. Uh, Rosa Salgado with highest honors. 
I just, I talk to so many people every day, Angie, you know, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs and I especially work with people who seek to be an entrepreneur. Those people that, you know, they're, you were talking about, they're, they're driving every day in rush hour traffic, wondering how everybody else is getting out and they can't. And when you hear stories like that and the things that people do to, to reach their dreams, most of the stories I hear from people, I just think, really, that's the thing that's going to stop you. And it's so... And, I, and I'm not trying to belittle it. In their minds, it's huge. Right. In their mind, it's a big it's deterrent. Huge. But think of all her, her deterrence. But I know. Five buses, her daughter in a coma, has to go down to doing classes part-time, can't speak English. She's in her 80s. I mean, come on. Yes. I mean, everything was against right. her. Let's be honest. Right. Okay, so what she's taught her family, I think, is amazing. You're going to hear her grandsons who graduated with her right. and what they have learned from watching her. I think that helps um, mold us, our character, yes. when we see someone who's a matriarch in the family uh, tackle so many obstacles. So here's the rest of the story. She is a living example to the younger generation of students here to try to emulate her example. Among those younger students Rosa inspires, two of her grandchildren who graduated along with her. I feel proud of my grandmother. She has always pursued uh, the education. She has been a professor for a long time. So it's like it has been in her blood for, for forever. In Colombia she was a professor. She used, to, she used to teach classes in Colombia. Now Rosa enjoys writing poetry, and she's proud to have a degree. Thanks to everybody who helped me. She plans to keep learning throughout life, and her friends, family, and fellow students plan to keep learning from her. She's not going to stop, never. And I'm not going to stop either. Never give up. That, that's my advice. Never give up. I love she's not going to stop ever. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um... A lot of times when I talk to people and they're so close to quitting, and most entrepreneurs do quit, it's very high statistic that within somewhere between year two and four that they'll quit for a lot of reasons. But they mostly quit because they think it's just about them. And what we have to remind them is, you know, it's really not about you. Because when you quit, what you're telling everybody else that's close to you is it's just not that important. And that's a big thing people have to remember is that, you know, you, you get up every day because there are other people watching you. And how you get up inspires them to keep going. Mm-hmm. So I, you have to attach your goals to something bigger than you. You know, the poetry kind of touched me because my dad, I think, is turning 81 um, this end of this month. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of my girlfriends back in the little hometown where he lives said to me, um, oh, yeah, I, I, your dad, he's in the paper. And I'm like, what's he in the paper for? I knew his Tai Chi, and he still teaches Tai Chi, and you know, he's, he was a professor. So I thought, well, it was that. No, or announcing the basketball games that he does still. No, it wasn't that. Right. He's a poet. I'm like, what? <laughs> Apparently, he writes poetry, and it gets published in a little paper. Like, I didn't even know that. So I thought, how cool is that? He had to keep his mind sharp. Right. So you brought a couple of your entrepreneurs to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. Carrie, about how you know they work with you, and then we're going to talk with both of them about some of the things, that, the hurdles that they've overcome. Right. So um, I... I run a year-long mastermind program called the Top Six because we know that um, less than 6% of entrepreneurs ever break a six-figure income. So the goal of this year-long program is um, a once-a-month training they do together and they work on exercises and they collaborate and mastermind with each other so that they can get through um, all of the things that most entrepreneurs are struggling to figure out on their own, which is mistake number one. (laughs) Most entrepreneurs, they come into a business around something they're passionate about but they don't have the business skills to maneuver it. So they make a lot of time um, and uh, time and money mistakes. So in the mastermind group, we teach 
how to kind of avoid some of those mistakes. So these guys are rocking it. They've been with me since September, have two amazing businesses that are growing and are just a joy to have in the group with me. So why don't you introduce both of them and their businesses and then we'll talk about some of the things that they've you know had to deal right? with as entrepreneurs. So I have with me today Stan Shields. He's the owner of ATA Family Martial Arts and Donna Glassy, who is the owner of Blue Zenith Web Design. So both things that, you know, people need, martial arts and web design. So you both entered into that. So welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. So let's talk about some of the challenges you've faced and some of the hurdles you've overcome. You know, when you started working with Carrie, obviously you had questions and challenges that she's been working with you on. So we'll start with you, Stan. Uh, what are some of the things that you've had to overcome that maybe took you by surprise, like my insurance issue that I'm like, hello, why didn't I think of that one? Um, it's some things that, you know, you came across as challenges as an entrepreneur and business owner. You know, Angie, I've been in business for 13 years and... Um Sometimes after that long period of time, you think you know it, and you think you have all the answers, and, uh, and you can get in your own way at times. And so I think that was the biggest thing that I've gotten from uh, Carrie's group is recognizing that uh, some of the, I've had too many preconceived notions as to how things work or don't work or what will work or what won't work, and I had to really get out of my way to overcome some of those. So you wanted, what were your goals with, um, you know, being in business for uh, 13 years with ATA Family Martial Arts? What did you want to do next? What were, what were your growth or dream issues? Um, I'm not sure I understand your question with that. Where, like what did you, when you what came to Carrie, where, where did you want to go next with mm, your business? What was your okay. goal or your dream? Okay. So six figures, that's one of the things that got my attention with, uh, with their training was how do I get to six figures? In the time that I've had this business, in the 13 years, it's been a constant struggle, and I've really not hit that. Okay, um, the uh, you know, I guess with with that, I'm not believing that it's possible with it, and then working with Carrie and seeing what they're doing and doing more research as to what else is happening out in the martial arts world. So that's changed my point of view. You that. know, it's interesting when you said um, you not believing it's possible. And one thing I've learned in working with Carrie as well is um, when you think believe it's not possible, it won't be. When you believe you won't succeed, when you believe you won't lose weight, That's when right. you believe you won't get married, you won't. That's right. Yeah, so how could you if you don't That's think right. you can? Mm -hmm. So has it been helpful? What have you learned? Well, I've learned a lot. I mean, it, we, between the workshops, between the, uh, the monthly trainings and so forth, all of those, I get little tidbits, little tweaks, things that I can do differently in the business that, that are making a difference. We've changed the pricing structure. Um, I've always had this view that May is a bad month for us. So far, this is the best May we've had in wow, eons. Oh, I right? love that. And so it was a whole different mindset of saying, well, wait a minute. All right, let's not say that May is going to be a bad month. Let's say, what does it take for us to do this in May? Mm -hmm. And let's see where we go. Right? I love that. I love that. Believing that it's possible. Right. Um, all right. So Donna Galassi with Blue Zenith Web Design. Let's talk about what your goals were when you started working with Carrie and you're an entrepreneur. How long have you been in business? I've been in business for six years. Six years. Yes, okay. Six years. Um, my main goal was I had taken on a few employees and wanted to make that work. Okay. Um, it was just very important to me to get all the all the business processes and everything in place to make sure that was a success and that I was growing right okay. there, the, it, with the, it, with the right path. 
All right. And and in working with Carrie the last few months, what are some of the things you've, um, you know, accomplished or are you closer to your dream? What did you want to accomplish and how are you getting there? Uh, one of the most important things that I think I've learned is that um, just wanting something really isn't good enough. You have to have the plans and the steps for execution. That is the, the most critical bit that I've gotten from, from the workshop is understanding her, the way she breaks it down into all the little bite-sized pieces that you can take that and go back to the business and, and, and during that month work on that thing and then take the next one uh, topic and, and in, incorporate that. And it's just this very slow, steady, achievable way yeah to grow your business that because how do you eat an elephant one bite exactly. at a time yeah one step at a time is how you make a business yes as an entrepreneur it's not like we have tons of extra time so the the format that she has this in is perfect for um for our success and for us reaching where we want our businesses to grow into. Mm -hmm. So uh, what what have you seen happen in the last few months? Do you feel more comfortable with where you're going? Have you made some steps towards your goal? Absolutely. Um, last month was my best month ever. Really? Absolutely. Um, I, I've been, and, and I, it's only because she, the, the way she challenges you to, to, to see past what you think is your barrier. Ah. So I think that this, this is what I can do. And she's, she challenges you to go beyond that. Yeah, to go you say to stretch, Carrie. Yes. She says to stretch, not just do that little goal, like, well, I think I could reach that <laughs> goal. You know, that's not too challenging. And you're like, stretch, be, uh, that, you know, yes. you're pu push yourself into your purpose, push right. yourself for well, the reason for that is that most people set the bar really low and they hit it. Yeah. And it's really sad because it's it's mediocre at best. And really what happens when people set the bar at, you know, just this is going to be good enough. You know, life gets in the way with some of the goals, Angie. I learned this with Arbonne that if I needed to earn a trip um, and I needed to do just so many parties a month to do the volume I needed to do, I wasn't going to just set X number of parties just to hit it. Mm -hmm. I knew that I had to go beyond because life would happen. Parties would fall out. You know, people would reschedule. And a lot of people learn that they don't plan for the unknowns. Yeah. So, a so stretch yourself and try yes. to go for more. Right. You know, um, if you're just joining us, Carrie Conley's here with Infinite Nation, and we're talking to a couple of her entrepreneurs about some of the things that they've overcome to reach some of their goals. And one of the things you do, carry that I think is so cool, that um, my girlfriends, uh, two of them were just on Shark Tank about two weeks ago, <laughs> and Barbara chose them. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what are you learning with Barbara? What do you do with Barbara? She goes, you know, she's hooked us up with a lot of other entrepreneurs who are also on Shark Tank, and we help each other, and we give each other ideas. So you surround the entrepreneurs with other entrepreneurs to in like a support group kind of environment to kind of spur each other on and to give each other encouragement. Have you guys found that encouraging? Absolutely. Yes. Yes. It's been critical um, in, in learning from other people as well that, that are having the same struggles, a uh, different perspective. Yeah. And our own. And also just that encouragement of, wow, they got through that first year. I remember when I started my radio show, Angel and Eric were like, well, it'll take a couple of years for you to have um, a good, solid sponsorship group, you know, so it's not such a struggle. And the first year, I really made nothing. And then right. the second year, I had sponsors who believed in what I was doing, and I was helping to grow their businesses. And then the third year, it's gotten a little bit, we're approaching three years this July, um, more comfortable where, you know, it really, but they told me that. And I'm like, oh, it's not going to, really, it'll take two years, it'll get easier. Year, and they were right, mm -hmm. you know, and their encouragement really helped me because they've started their radio show from the ground up, just like I did with mine. Right. So what 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 is your passion in doing this, Carrie? What do you want? I'm, I know it makes you feel good to hear Stan and Donna mm -hmm. say that it, it has helped them. Why do you do this? 
because I've been very blessed to build two businesses past the six-figure mark, and I know what that feels like, and it's awesome. Um, I know so many people are walking around with that dream inside, Angie, like you said at the beginning, where they're driving down the road and wishing they could be one of those people that really achieves their dreams. And it's, it's scary to me that most people never, ever, ever take the leap, that they die with that regret. I can't imagine anything worse than having regret. Mostly, I think it's because I know it's doable. Yeah. We live in a world right now that is very much conducive to being an entrepreneur. You just need to have the passion and you need to have the right training. And one of the biggest reasons I think most entrepreneurs quit is because they choose not to invest in having a really good coach. Yeah. And I would say that to people, whether I was a coach or not. That network, you that need training. A mentor. You know, well, I just heard, um, I, you're going to do something, I know, a webinar that'll help people. And I just want to give you this visual. I'd heard this guy that was having some real issues in his career saying he felt like he was he was depressed. He, mm -hmm. was on a, he said, I feel like I'm on an island and I can see the shore and I can see everyone having fun and they're all succeeding over there, but I don't know how to get from my island to the shore. And so you're saying some training can help them get to the shore and reach the beach ball and have a little bit of fun, get the sunscreen, have a hot dog you know, and not be stuck on the island all alone. Right. Uh, so you've got a webinar coming up. How do people get information? Let's get your website and, and, and a little more info. Yeah, I'm going to do a conference call at the end of this month because I've been hearing a lot lately as to why people aren't making the six-figure income. So you can find that information at my website, which is just infinitenation.com. InfiniteNation.com. And if you have any questions about Carrie, feel free to contact me. My website's AngieAustinRadio.com. So Stan Shields with ATA Family Martial Arts and Donna Galassi with Blue Zenith Web, Web Design. Thank you guys for coming in. Thank you. And congrats Appreciate on things going so well. Yay. Angie. It's exciting, huh, Carrie? It's very exciting. It's fun to reach your goals, isn't it, Carrie? It's Conley? more fun to watch other people reach theirs. <laughs> we'll be right back. Worship through wonderful music, impactful sermons, and inspirational talk programs. Where Love Lives, 810 KLVZ. Well, if you want to attain your dreams and you want to reach your goals, Carrie Conley is the woman to do it. And we just had a great seminar. Boy, that was fun and we learned so much. We It was a life changer, was it not? It changed my life last year and once again this year. Very inspirational. It's such a reward for me, Angie, when I see people, not only when I work with them one-on-one -on -one or in my small mastermind groups, but when you've got 200 people in a room and you can see them, I can see all their faces when I say something or somebody else says something where you can just know that that hit them to the core and they made a huge shift in their life and that's what it's all about well you've really guided me in my career achieving some of the goals that you know I had in mind over the last year you helped me write it all down if people want to work with you in the future how do they get in touch with you and how do they work with you on achieving their goals Carrie? right so the best way to reach me is just through my website infinitenation.com and what I do is run mastermind groups that I bring people into for the year and help them achieve their goals build their business infinitenation.com thanks Carrie thank you Hi, it's Angie. Would you like to have a bigger business or grow your nonprofit and make more money for your charity? I would love to help you. If you like the good news, if you believe in what we do, we work with our sponsors personally. And I have friendships. I know everyone that works on the good news as an advertiser myself. And so I would love to help you build your business. And I would love to have you help support the good news if you enjoy it. And I love to work with nonprofits, as you know. So please contact me if you have questions. And News at gmail.com. Again, it's News at gmail.com if you'd like to partner with the good news. This is a good place. I really like it. 
This is Eric. He's an ambassador with ARC Thrift Stores. Yeah, I started at the Brick Break and sorting the different Brick Break stuff also. Then I went to the showcase and then I got hired to be a cashier. He knows that with hard work and dedication that he will advance in the workplace because he also knows. They trust you to do a good job. And he loves where he works. I'm the opening cashier, so I'm there from 8 a.m. to 4.30 and I have to make sure the registers are ready to go. The right tags are on the computer so we could get the right discounts on there and make sure there's enough bags. Support ambassadors like Eric and the differently abled people in your community by shopping at ARC Thrift Stores. It's a very good place. It's Everybody's real positive and it feels good to be around that. ARC needs your donations of gently used clothing and household items. To find the most convenient donation station, donation box, or ARC Thrift Store location, go to arcthrift.com. That's arcthrift.com. Yeah, overall I'm very happy and thankful, like I said, about ARC. 810 KLVZ, Brighton, Denver, Boulder. A Crawford Broadcasting Station. Welcome back to the good news. Had the pleasure of speaking with Joseph C. Phillips. He is an actor, writer, entrepreneur, lover of cooking, and he also likes westerns. And hello, my friend, who doesn't like cooking in westerns? So um, you may recognize the name Joseph C. Phillips from The Cosby Show. He played Martin Kendall, who was in the military, and he was uh, married to Lisa Bonet on the show. And uh, he has a new conservative political website that he launched in February. Hey, Joseph, nice to have you back on this program. Hi. It's it's good to be back. I'm so glad you asked me to um, join you. Well, I know you have a Colorado connection as well, and this particular show is based out of Denver, and I see that you're currently a fellow at the Centennial Institute out of Colorado Christian College, so you've got um, some Christian background as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. I, I was born and raised in Denver, graduated from uh, George Washington High School, and uh, then left, of course, to pursue my college life and life beyond that. Um, I met John Andrews, who's the director of the Centennial Institute, through the, um, uh, um, uh, as, as, when I was a uh, Lincoln Fellow, uh, through the Claremont Institute. And then John brought me out, and as the, uh, the Centennial Institute got launched, then he asked me to be a fellow there, so I was I was quite honored. Oh, that's wonderful. And of wonderful. course, there's a lot of controversy <laughs> surrounding the institute these days um, with the Western Conservative Summit coming up. So, well, and I know you're active um, as a conservative uh, and Christian commentator, um, and, and you you speak out in that arena. But what made you want to launch your own website? Let's talk about it and what you want us to learn when we go on to your website. Well, you know what it's it's. Uh, it's interesting because this is actually a relaunch ah. of of my old website. Um, years ago, um, and this is when the uh, when when blogging and whatnot was just getting started. Um, I was just fooling around, and I had a friend of uh, uh, um, a husband actually of a friend who said, "Hey, you should get your own website," and he offered to build it for me. So. Uh, we built it. I didn't really know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. I just put some pictures of myself up, and this was back in uh, like 2000. Okay. So in 2001 is when I began to write. Following 9/11, uh, I think like most Americans, I was overwhelmed with emotion, mm-hmm. and I began to pour it out uh, 
um, fussing with people uh, in these, you know, they used to have the chat rooms uh, and exchanging emails with people. And I was told by a lot of people who, and it's very funny because they wouldn't defend me or jump on my side, Mm -hmm. but I would get back-end emails that people were enjoying what I was writing. They liked reading me. Mm-hmm. And my wife finally said, you know, why don't you put all of this down and try to get published? So that's when I started to be published, and I was publishing to my own website. And I tell this long story to, uh, just to say that in looking back, there were a group, just a small group of black conservatives at the time who were publishing. We were the vanguard. Ah. Um, of course, we didn't know at the time. Now, as time went on, I just kind of, I stopped writing, uh, let the site go dormant, and now there's this explosion of, of, of conservatives on the web yeah. writing and connecting with each other, and all of these social media sites now are up, and this is when I came back. I said, you know, I need to do, I need to start this back up, and the, with the restaurant closing, Yes, you told me you that was the worst decision you ever made. You and your wife tried a restaurant in California. You're like, Angie, oh, it was not a good God. decision. No, not at all. <laughs> but Liberty Alliance came to me and they said, well, you know, are you interested? Uh, we, we'll, we'll relaunch your website, rebuild it. It'll be spanking new. We can refocus it. And I said, you know what? Yes. And um, so now it's, it's still josephcphillips.com. Um, it's not just me writing now, oh. uh, but I have uh, some other writers who are contributing um, and some guest writers who don't contribute uh, weekly, but from time to time will will have me post uh, something that they've written up there. Uh, uh-huh. Dr. Tom Cranawitter is one of them who was one of my um, professors at the Claremont. Mm-hmm. Uh, some other uh, Denver people... Um, Nathan Schaefer, who I don't know what, that anyone would know him, but he's a blogger and libertarian. So I have kind of a range. Um, uh, Princella Smith, who ran for Congress in Arkansas, and uh, she's a Christian, and she is just uh, she's going to begin publishing pieces of her new book mm-hmm. on the site. And of course, I'm a lover of cooking, so we have Martini Mondays, and uh, have uh, several or a couple of chefs who are also Christian, who are uh, posting recipes. So I'm hoping that it's kind of an eclectic mix, yeah. but that, that, that the content is talking about uh, conservative ideals, uh, but also um, the, the values of family and faith. Well, and that, that is the focus when I was reading about you know faith, family, freedom, and it cracks me up because when I was on the website earlier today, you look exactly the same, just like you did when you were on the Cosby Show. Which, hey, good for you. And then number two, I loved it because I like to cook too. And the first thing that popped up was a pie crust. <laughs> you know, it was a recipe, and I'm like, how cool! It's like the you know the intermingling of them of them all. I want to make sure Joseph C. Phillips that we can find you on the website and uh, get in touch and read what you're doing. So it's josephcphillips.com, correct? Yeah. Excellent. Well, Joseph, we'd love to have you back in the future and on some of our other conservative programs uh, affiliated with Crawford Broadcasting. And thank you so much for joining us on The Good News. Thank you for having me. You betcha. Thanks, Joseph. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to The Good News with Angie Austin. Find the podcast of past shows at angieaustinradio.com.